Hello, welcome back to Ryan's Bear Show. And today, uh, I'm back with another podcast. I'm joined alongside Chris Sadler. Please say hello. Hi there, hi. And uh, I'm going to go over a few stuff today. Uh, one of them being the Liverpool match yesterday, a 2-2 draw. Yep. Harry Lane getting his second Premier League goal. Uh, obviously, us being kicked out of the conference league. That's a major story breaking in today. And uh, the matches, we have to postpone a few more matches, yep. uh, which will have to be rescheduled within the future due to the COVID outbreak. And uh, obviously, we've got a, a cup match coming up if it's still going ahead against yeah. West Ham. West Ham, uh, we can talk about that as well. So... We'll start off with a Liverpool match, friend. What is your thoughts on the two-two draw? Um, lots to be encouraged about, really. Um, definitely a, a game that we didn't. We probably, I, I thought we probably deserved to win the game. We missed some really good chances, but overall, look, the kind of performance that we've been crying out for for a long time, not just this season, even the last two seasons, uh, we really gave Liverpool a proper game. Some players that I've been very critical of, uh, people like Winks and Deli Ali looked a bit more like they belong at this kind of level. Um, I'm not going to get too carried away because it's only one game. But no, there's lots to be um, pleased with yesterday. would have been nice to have got the three points, but lots lots of reasons to be happy with that performance. Lots to be excited as well for the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, we got cautiously optimistic, I think is the word. Do, do you think Deli Ali will come back to where he was a few seasons ago? I still think it's very unlikely based on just how far he's fallen and for how long. But not not completely impossible if Conte has sort of found a position for him and if Conte can get inside his head and get him get him back to where he used to be, then that will almost be like a new signing. But I'm, you can't get too carried away just after one game when we've had three years, really, of pretty awful performances from the guy and seemingly it's almost like he'd stopped even wanting to be a footballer some people have been saying so let's see it's, it's the, hopefully it's the start of a of a comeback um, because you know, I'd love to see him get back to that kind of level again but I'm I'm still very doubtful that he will but let's see uh, talking about the actual game now uh, we'll go over the highlights then Harry Kane scored he went 1-0 up with a the second Premier League goal yeah. scored there. Yeah, a good, uh, very good, good pass by my mate Dombele. Yeah, one is proof that he he was awake for at least one minute of the game. Still didn't play the whole night. In well, no, you can't expect too much. He no. did turn up after all. Yeah, he did uh, turn up to the stadium. and yeah. <laughs> walked there. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously joking. Um, I don't think he had a particularly outstanding game at all. He, he did most of the things that we've seen for the last two and a half years, but that's. You know that that one moment, that key pass, it shows you what he can do, but he still obviously needs to do a hell of a lot more consistently and for for longer before he's ever going to get my uh, my vote. But but Liverpool were without Virgil Van Dijk, who yeah. who probably I mean, would have closed down Harry Kane. Well, that moment. it made a difference, no doubt about it. They had what Canate and Matip, didn't they? We, we took advantage of the, that situation, but then you could say you know we're we're without our best central defender. Yeah, Christian Romero. Yeah. But we still got Adam Sanchez, who's very strong, uh, Davis well, and the, Adaya. The, the three of them are doing okay at the moment. I can't I can't be critical. Given some of the kamikaze defending that they've all come up with in recent times, um, I can't criticise them at the moment. So yeah. I, hope, I just hope that can continue as well. All right, so we'll go over a few of the referees' decisions yesterday. Yeah. Paul Tierney was the referee. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll start off with a Harry Kane. Uh, he slid in into Andrew Robertson's ankles. Do you think that was red card? Um, I think it was a very poor uh, challenge. I don't quite know why he had to make why he thought he had to make that challenge. And I've seen other people sent off for the same kind of thing. Although there doesn't appear to be any consistency. One week you get sent off for it. One week you can get booked for it. And sometimes you you won't even get booked for it. It's very strange. But I, if he had been sent off, um, it wouldn't have been a surprise to me. So it probably was closer to a red card than, than a yellow card. Yeah. Anything you want to answer? Uh, look, it, the VAR has, has, has stitched up Spurs probably more times. VAR stroke referees have stitched up Spurs more times than we've had a reprieve from them. And so with that decision yesterday, you could say we had a, a reprieve. But the thing is, VAR has gone from last season giving like penalties and mm-hmm. red cards or just a penalty for small contact. So one word contact there, isn't it? And now this season, they're just giving the referees the benefit. I, I don't really know what... what is going on with it other than I think the referees are pretty poor all round and the use of the VAR which is supposed to be there to help them uh, sometimes it doesn't appear to be helping them it seems to be hindering them even more um, because I would question what help the referee got yesterday from his mate on the VAR not not a huge amount of help in some of the incidents I mean look at the, the goal where Salah handballs it I don't understand on what basis that was allowed to just be waved on when you can clearly see that it's a handball? Well, the rules of the game is that uh, because he wasn't the goal scorer, yeah. But if he hadn't have handled the ball like he had, he couldn't possibly have laid the the ball on for the goal. Yeah, but he laid it on to the assister. Yeah, but he laid it on because he'd handballed it to get it under control. Yeah, but apparently what the new rule is, yeah, is that... Is that it it wasn't it wasn't intentional, so it wasn't a, a, a well. Uh, I'm sorry. Foul. I I think if you've got someone on VAR looking at a replay of that incident and you see that handball that you assume the referee hasn't seen, then surely, in any sane world, you you have to say to the referee, actually, I think you need to disallow this because the whole move was set up by foul play. Otherwise, what is the point of VAR? Um, I I no longer know what. It's being used for and what isn't being used for, and I don't even think the people that run it and the referees can can answer those questions themselves either. And don't get me wrong, we get as much bad things that goes against us on VAR as, as anyone, if not probably more. It appears to me. So I just think in general, and the week you know the weekend you spoke the weekend before last that you spoke about, there's so many soft, dodgy penalty decisions there for other teams um, that got them out of holes and. Again, you question what is the point of the VAR because yeah, it wasn't doing its job. And uh, you know when Andrew Robertson got sent off, yeah, so it was kind of a similar challenge for as Harry Kane did, really, wasn't it? Uh, I would probably say, looking back, it, probably both of them challenges were just as bad as each other, really. That, exactly. In so, terms of they were both reckless. So, so why wasn't Harry both Kane reckless? Give, why wasn't Harry Kane given a red card if Andrew Robertson? I was don't know. Only, only the people running the VAR can answer those questions I, I couldn't really tell you I can understand why Liverpool would feel aggrieved but then like I said you've had the Salah handball and you certainly had I think it was Deli Alley was it didn't it wasn't much of a push but it was still a push and and the, there was no suggestion from VAR that that would be looked at as a penalty whereas a, a similar kind of soft push 
was resulting in penalties up and down the, the country the week before from, from the games I was watching. So, again, there's no consistency there whatsoever. Do you think Diego Jota should have been awarded a penalty? Uh, oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that was that was a pen, wasn't it? Yeah. He basically got barged, didn't he? Yeah, no, there's no two ways about that one. Royal just barged. So, again, another example where the VAR has gone our way and you'd have to, if you were a Liverpool fan on that incident, again, you'd have to say, what? What were they watching or what are they looking at? Yeah, it's true. But look, the VAR has gone from giving small contact penalties last year to looking at whether it's a clear and obvious error, isn't it? I think my issue with VAR, amongst many issues with it, is that it just seems to veer from one week to the next as to what it will look at, what it will give, what it will tell a referee to do. And then the following week, it will just be something very different. There doesn't seem to be any... Uh, proper approach that's consistent how it's being used I'd, I you know, I was against it in the first place and I'm really not seeing any evidence that it's enhancing the game in my opinion but that's just me but looking at the actual uh, match again is that we've missed so many chances in that match where we could have scored really like Deli Alli chances, yeah. really Alli chances there. Yeah. Harry Kane got two chances yeah. He, yeah. yeah it was just you know too many missed chances in that match which cost us but it certainly cost us. I thought cost it was. Us two points. I thought it was going to cost us. I thought we were going to lose the game because we just didn't take those chances. So we we did get a scrappy goal at the end, really, didn't we? Well, yeah. I suppose you can say a bit of luck with the keeper making a mistake, but but then obviously it's open goal. You got to just take your shooting yeah. and score. I, I I honestly think the result was a, a a fair result, in my opinion. When you, yeah. even though you take into account all of these other incidents that we've we've spoken about, it's. It's a good a, a good result for us. A point gained, as far as I'm concerned. But it was a very good match as well, wasn't it? Yeah. For neutrals and yeah, if you were a neutral, then you would have enjoyed watching that game. Would you say it's one of the best matches you've ever watched as a Tottenham player? Uh, I don't know if I'd go as far as that, but well, certainly um, since sort of 2019, uh, there's been very few games where I've watched Tottenham play and thought, yeah, that was a really good game and a really good performance, and and we were went toe to toe with a good team. There's hardly any times when I've actually felt like that in the last three years. So that's certainly one of the best games I've seen us play for 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 some time. And it was against Liverpool, who we actually yeah. lost six consecutive games or something, wasn't it, in a row? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and, and remember, not long ago, we, we were playing 90 minutes of football without having even had a shot on target yeah. on more than one occasion. So, um, it's good that Conte has made some changes. It's positive, yeah. Again, all positive without getting too carried away. Yeah, we've got to wait until what it looks like in January, where we make the signings, potentially. Well, yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know if, like you, you said, said this to me last night, if Conte doesn't get what he's given, then he can just board away. Yeah, and I still believe that's the case. I think most of us think that's that he's going to have to be, you know, they've, whatever they've said they'll do for him, they're going to have to stick to their side of the bargain. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll go on to... What should we go on to next one? We've got two more topics to talk about. We've got the postponed matches we have left and yep. Uh, yep. What's, um, the uh, conference league being... Well, the postponed matches have been announced today. I think that the FA Cup replays for the third and fourth round, they've been scrapped. Yeah, Tottenham's postponed matches. Um, which, what, what, what that means is, is because them two midweek uh, dates would have been set aside for FA Cup replays. Yeah. And now they're not. That means that some of these postponed games can be slotted in to those midweeks, oh. which will then reduce the uh, the possibility of a nightmare backlog. Where you know, without 
too much more flexibility. We could have been playing games every two days to to fit these fixtures in. There's now more of a chance that they can slot some of these back in. It obviously just depends how many more games are going to be postponed because there's going to be more, I'm sure, in the next two weeks. Whether we're going to be having any more of our games cancelled is very much up in the air. No one can can predict that because and it's partly down, obviously partly down to the teams we're playing. If they get a COVID outbreak, then there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Hopefully our outbreak has, has been and gone, but again, no one knows that for sure either. So... So just talking about COVID in general, yeah, they had a meeting today. Yeah. Uh, with the Premier, with all the Premier League clubs came together, uh, and the final outcome was that we weren't going to postpone the. No, I'm not surprised. Game um, I don't know what the right thing is to do. Really, it's obviously a difficult one. I think they've just taken the view. Look, there's going to be more games called off, but what is the point of us just calling everything off for two weeks? Because they could call everything off for two weeks, come back. Uh, and then find that everything has changed anyway. They could come back after two weeks and then there could still be more COVID outbreaks or they could even find out that the government has, has said no football for, for two weeks. So they could they could shut themselves down for two weeks, come back and then be told they've got to shut down for two weeks. So, and, so I think they're probably better off just carrying on. But obviously the concern for a lot of people would be, well, what about all the fans going into the stadiums? Yeah. But again, the government may well announce something in the next two days that might might change that anyway I don't know we've decided as a family not to go to the, the, the game well we've got tickets for the game against West Ham haven't we yeah we, we decided not to go to the Liverpool game did yeah. we because of yeah. uh, we, we didn't want to risk it for our families no, no. and uh, are we going to go to West Ham uh, you going to decide I, that I really don't know I'll have to talk about that tomorrow <laughs> I, I wish I didn't have to make these decisions <laughs> yeah it's quite annoying isn't it yeah at COVID but our last topic to talk about is being thrown out of the conference league Oh, yeah. A 3-0 defeat, which we've been handed by yeah. UEFA. What is your thoughts on this? Um, they're not really printable, really, for a family audience, but I would say that I think it's an absolute disgrace. I'm not bothered that we're actually out this competition. It doesn't bother me. I do believe it was very much a, a second-rate, third-tier competition, and I don't really think we'd have got a huge amount of plaudits for winning it. And to have actually gone all the way to win it, we'd have had to play so many extra games with our squad as it is. That would have had a knock-on effect on anything we might be able to do in domestic football. So whilst I'm not upset that we're out, the way that we've ended up going out, I think is a disgrace because it's not at all fair. Uh, that I, you know, I don't care what their rule book was that this game had to be played by the 31st of December. Well, these are not normal times and we... We didn't not play the game just because we didn't fancy playing it. Yeah, apparently, we had a COVID outbreak. Apparently, uh, we offered to play it today. And for all accounts, we've offered several dates to try and play this game and the other team were mucking around and, and didn't want to accommodate us. So we've offered... We've gone out of our way, it seems, to try and play this game. But they're, they're not willing to actually... Uh, and then how does that, how in any way fair, any fair way, how does that then equate to us being told that we've, we've lost the game 3-0? Uh, it almost it just looks like a complete stitch up that that UEFA I, I don't think much of UEFA and, and this decision today I think even less of them to be honest with you I think it's I just think it's wrong it's not fair it's, it's probably crooked as well in, in my book I mean it, if it if it was a competition we were actually that bothered about then Tottenham could throw the book at UEFA in terms of getting legal people involved 
Um, but I, I don't imagine they're going to go down that road. But it's, but it's the principle of the thing. It shouldn't. But what would happen if this occurred in the Champions League to a team like Real Madrid, for example, if they were suddenly hit with a COVID outbreak, had to call off a game, and then were told by UEFA that they had to play this game within 10 days? Um, or else they'd be thrown out of the competition. Do you think that would happen to Real Madrid in the same situation? I don't think it would. So I, I think we've just been stitched up here because some people in UEFA either don't like the English or don't like us as a club or or whatever. They've just shown no flexibility whatsoever. I mean, the thing that had to be done by 31st December, well, why? Why, why could they just not extend that by another sort of two weeks so that the game could be played in early January? Yeah, yeah. It's just... Madness, madness, but just typical of UEFA. They are a, a useless organisation. Anything else you want to add on towards? Uh, no, other than I won't be sending UEFA a Christmas card. <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, thank you for listening to our podcast uh, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.